Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 273, episode two of Daily Zeitgeist, a production. That's right, he's back, folks. A production (laughs) of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, January 31st, 2023, which of course means last day of January. Last day of January. Also, probably not my kid's birthday because the child is not on earth yet so that's why i'm back just ha- it's touch and go folks but yeah. uh national 31st or i said national january 31st national 31st it's january. national 31st plan for a vacation day national backwards day inspire your heart with art day and national oh, hot chocolate day i felt like hot chocolate day we had that in whatever i hate i hate the fact that there are things like that like inspire your heart with art that is a good sentiment that nobody should be ashamed of like having or partaking in but like Mm -hmm. i can't not see it in that font that like wine mom font you know yeah yeah like like curls mt yeah (laughs) that's like been stitched into a pillow or whatever the imagery is just fantastic it's a it's a it's a small child with their like tie-dye hands uh like they were doing tie-dye finger paint so if that doesn't inspire your heart jack i don't know what will how did they do that wanna that's the whole thing dude inspire your heart Whoa. see that just that art just inspired your heart that art inspired my heart now go do dude. some arty to be a competitive parent i'm like we need to do that <laughs> art project we're like what you got kids <laughs> my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Potatoes O'Brien, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hey, it's Miles Gray, aka Big Daddy Grain. Almost, almost, I will be there. But uh, yeah, it's, I was Big just Daddy saying, Grain. I can't That's leave good. y'all. Part of me is just if I'm like, if I'm like, if I have the voice in my body, I get on the mic that and also i just wanted to kick it with our guest today so yeah disclosure. yeah this is uh that makes a lot of sense this is long overdue thrilled to be joined yeah. in our third seat one of my favorite humans one of my mm-hmm. favorite creatives he also co-founded a humor magazine uh mental floss oh was the one heard he of that 
ran the New York studio for iHeart while hosting the great podcast, Part-Time Genius. Remember that. uh, Before moving on to start Kaleidoscope, a very exciting podcast studio, and hosts the show Starline Drive. Please welcome to the show the brilliant, the talented, Mangash Hatikadar! What's up? What's going on? What's up? I feel like that was uh, too nice an introduction. No, man, you know we fuck with you heavy, man. Big fans over here. Big fans. Miles made Her Majesty hold the baby for another day. Yeah. So you could be here for this. Hold on, hold on. Let me look at it. If this document is right, Mangesh is on. (laughs) No, full disclosure, Her Majesty had the pregnancy salad, which is this thing in L.A. that supposedly, like, induces labor, but, like, it's just like a TMZ, like, L.A. myth, basically. But it's funny, when you go, they make you sign a book and shit. They're like, oh, you're having this, okay, you got to fill out the book then. And it's just wild. I'm like, they the, like the, have a God complex about it. They're like, put your name in the book of life. I for guess. It, for <laughs> right. Like leave your inscription upon the wall for the other travelers that are curious. <laughs> but it's such a scam to me. Like, Yo, because you're dealing with something it too. And it also didn't work. It's just, it's, but I, it's brilliant. Right. Because for people who don't know, there's like this thing. It's like the pregnancy salad and what it's supposed to do. People come like when they're around the time they're expecting they have it and supposedly would induce labor. But like you're already dealing with people that are like very close to having a child anyway. So you yeah. could describe it to fucking anything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like you'd be like, it's oh, that yeah. LA water. You know what I mean? Hey, take two sips but, of LA water every day. But is there anything special about the salad? Like is it spicy or is there like, no, I, I, I Mangesh, I fucking downed like a cup of like I was like, hey, bring some extra dressing real quick, because I wanted yeah. to know. Because all I know is it's yeah, a vinaigrette. The it's the dressing, right? Yeah, there's something yeah. in the dressing. It's a straight up vinaigrette. It's just a, vin- <laughs> it's just a vinaigrette. I'm like, the fuck is this? That's I'm like, this is genius. This is genius. They don't know, but you put a placebo effect in people's heads. I love that, and they're just making bank off. There were so many other pregnant people there. It was wild. Yeah. I misunderstood what the pregnancy salad was, and I ate just bushels of that shit trying to get a junior situation. Yeah. I thought it would have been good for the show's <laughs> visibility. Yeah. And did not work out. Disappointed a lot of people that day, including me. I was like, Jack, that's not how it works, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's like a big type situation where you interact with this magical, mundane thing, and the yeah. impossible happens. <laughs> yeah. Th- these are exciting terrifying times so glad to spend them with you miles yeah and i guess you're also daddy uh yeah. what what's am i am i ever gonna not be nervous in anticipation of this child coming up or were you cool calm and collected because everything i'm I, I was telling jack earlier i'm like i'm just a wreck right now it's going, when the fuck is it when's he coming i was i was so anxious but i was also trying to like finish all these like like we had a cover story and the the author dropped out or the writer dropped out oh, and no. so I ended up writing it. And so I was like I was like trying to get Lizzie to like hold off like having this kid <laughs> until I was finished. So but um but yeah, I mean uh, I, I was I was anxious the whole time. I was anxious the whole like first few months. It's crazy. It's yeah. like you have an alien in your house. So Yeah. I'm cool with that. I've always wanted <laughs> an alien in my house. So <laughs> <laughs> I went on this uh, this uh, astrology for the reporting for the show. I, I went to India and visited all these like crazy astrologers and, and things. And like one of these guys told me that like he was talking about black magic and all this black magic that had been put on him and like how he found this amulet and he burned it and tr- reversed the curse on these people. And then he was like, and also 
Tamil's the most important language in India. It's the only language aliens understand. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's a big swing. <laughs> it's like Yo. I was not expecting any of this, but particularly that part. Just yeah. like Tamil hubris coming at me. So. Yeah. <laughs> the one true language. <laughs> so. I'll fuck with it. Yeah, the show seems amazing, and it sounds like the the research has been pretty uh, a journey, I guess, to say the least. Yeah, it's been wild. I mean, like it's it's one of those things that like I did it kind of as a lark because I knew that astrology was ridiculous, but also like a part of my life. Like my parents were only married because their um, charts matched, and right. and like and my mom's chart had something that said like she couldn't have a mother in law or her mother in law would die, and like. My dad had lost his mom as a baby. And so, like, they got paired up as a result of that. And they were like, maybe wow. you like each other. And 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 so, like, they went on dates and wrote letters and all this stuff and then decided they did like each other. But, but like, so, like, I'm here because of astrology, whether or not I believe in it, you know, right. just like, like this. But, like, we met the first uh, astrologer who was on CNN, like, in the early days of CNN. They were just trying to figure out, like, how to get ratings. So they put an astrologer on. Like, we wow. had, like, uh, uh, like, there's that page in the newspaper and we're a news <laughs> channel. So fuck it. Let's give it a shot. Should we also like, have a crossword puzzle? <laughs> But she was like, like, uh, um, she was like, all these anchors would like deride me on like on air and then ask me to do their charts right after. And, yeah, like, and, that's and the, the fucking thing. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing. My my brain doesn't want to believe in it. But then like all these things happen in my life. And I'm like, man, like, so I got I can't admit like we're going to cut this shit. I'm not Justin. <laughs> you're cutting this shit. But I. Like all like I think I told you this when you were telling me that you were going to do this show that like my three best friends and my wife are all born within a day of one another. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Like all the first people that I hired at Cracked were all like born in the same week, and like all the shit that you know I'm not I'm obviously not checking for, but yeah, it's checking for me. <laughs> Whether yeah. you like it or not, Jack, it's coming yeah. for you. Yeah. Well. I mean, the the crazy serious thing that happened to me was like I went in as a lark and and my friend AJ Jacobs, who's this writer, he was like, you should just like follow everything the astrologer says to the word. So like hire someone. And when they when the astrologer is like that person isn't right for your show, then you got to let him go. And it's like good tape or whatever. And and he, he during our reading, it was like all a really nice reading. And and except he said like your dad is gonna fall ill and might not make it through this year and then like 20 minutes after our session i was like hanging out with my cousin at the shop and i got this text from my dad that was like i have metastatic cancer we didn't realize this Jesus, so this spread man. through my body and it's like I'm so sorry yeah i mean it, it was it was awful but it's also like yeah. one of those things that like there are things that are just so eerie that they're hard to discount you know yeah. and 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 so like you don't want to believe in something and at the same time like once someone said something suddenly it gains this new truth or something you know yeah yeah wow pregnancy yeah. salad you know chart readers Pregn- <laughs> yeah. we had somebody <laughs> we had somebody who was going to tell us what the sex of our second child was going to be based on the rolls of fat in our first child's <laughs> thighs. And she like had an amulet. Like we didn't like go to her or like hire her. She was, we didn't uh, pay like our, six grand. She's our baby nurse for, for our first child. And she had it like put an amulet over him and like went back and forth and was like, Oh, it's a, it's a girl for, for certain. 
cut to. And we, she was like talking us through it, and she was like, "Except sometimes it's the opposite." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, there's only two options here." So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, it could be though. It could be the opposite of what I said too. Yeah. <laughs> there's this story I heard about this guy in the Middle East who who is a sonographer, and he looks at babies' palms in utero, and then tells rich moms the exact moment that they should have a C-section so that their baby will have the like perfect birth going forward. And so like wow. I, I talked to OBGYNs about this in India and they're like, yeah, people come in and they're like, I need my kid delivered in this exact 90 second window. And like and they Holy have shit. to do that. And otherwise they lose business or, or whatever. Right. And so like it's this craziness around babies. But I was asking him, I was like, what about this guy who who reads palms in utero? He's like, First of all, like I have the best sonography equipment in the world and like you can't read a baby's palm in it. And se- <laughs> and secondly, most babies hold their palms in fists. And so there's right. no <laughs> Wow. There's no <laughs> determining it. So anyway. I love that. Yeah, I'm a baby palm reader. They're like, how are you gonna see their palms? I do. Oh, I you do. know to ask. I've seen them. I've mm. seen them. <laughs> don't don't you think that uh that salad place should be just like selling its dressing though? Like shops. They do the like dressing? you can buy it. I again like it's just I think with everything like whether it's astrology or pregnancy salads, there's always a fun to think that there just might be something that we can't quite fathom that has like a power that we can tap into. So I get that. But just me looking at like just the grim nature of our like capitalist economy, I'm like, holy shit, dude! You can start a fucking <laughs> yeah. racket with a bunch of things. It's like, yo, dude, you have this boba, right? Oh my right. god, you you could give birth within at least four weeks of that, but you gotta yeah. have it when you're 36 <laughs> weeks pregnant. And it's like, sure, the math there works out, but all good. Genius. You know, we all do what we got to. Deferred result. You do like your eat this salad, and your child in their thirties will have the greatest run of luck ever. Right, and right, right. I feel like you, <laughs> yeah, that that might work. Like just all very, very specific things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a thousand dollar Ivy League salad, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's oh shit. Okay, exactly. That is the kind of dumb shit that yeah. would like happen in like New York or LA. Yeah, or- <laughs> yeah. Eighteen years. You had an eighteen year window. Right, right, right. But also, you know, the way that Ivy League schools work is actually, you know, if if a family has enough money to spend on a thousand dollar salad, they'll probably like buy. Jack, don't read into the data into too much. Here, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's causation. That's man. right. It's causation. All right, Magesh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about the Memphis Police Department, who apparently gave a white cop a slap on the wrist and no murder charge because, you know, there was a, a white officer who was present and tasing and, yeah, just hmm. all around still dealing with the fallout from that. So we're we're going to talk about the Tyree Nichols case. We're going to talk about cancel culture striking again. Ugh. Who or this Louis time? C.K. Louis C.K. Man, like he had a sold out show at Madison Square Garden. I didn't even Jesus. hear about it. He really did. Wow. Yeah, he had a sold out show at Madison Square Garden. Good for it. wow. Yeah, cancel yeah, yeah. culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about. There's a bunch of pandemic themed movies, comedies coming our way. And I, I'm just curious, I, particularly, yeah, to get you guys' thoughts on, like, what it feels like we don't want to watch. I, I, I at least will speak personally, don't want to watch pandemic-themed content. No. At all. And I remember when, during the pandemic, 
I, I was very hungry for pandemic themed content and like, you know, people grappling with all of this and was went back to be like, well, surely there were like great, you know, novels written during the 1918 pandemic. Right. And like the big one was written like 30 years later. And that's still the best thing that I've written. Camus, The Plague, but it, best thing I've read is Camus, The Plague. Wait, hold on, but, Jack. Wait, hold on. That you you wrote Camus the plate? Yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> few few people realized it. And that they were like, this guy should edit cracked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he should start a humor magazine. But the, yeah, I don't know. I So I'm just curious, like, what we think it is. Is it just like people are ready to move on? Is there something about, you know, we're, we're still, there's a World War One movie that's nominated for an Academy Award this year. So, like, war obviously photographs better than plague, but still it's, like, something that makes more of a cultural imprint and pandemics yeah. just don't. It's like they're written in disappearing ink or something. Right. So I want to talk about that, other stuff. But first, Mangesh, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? So recently... Miles and I have been working on this show uh, about a, a, a yeah. Robin Hood character, which which I'm super psyched about, and Miles is incredible. In, but coming but, out in April, yeah, I think May, <laughs> April is May. Look, we're, no, we're working on. It. Just so you know, this isn't a joke. This is going to be a dope. Po- yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited because yeah. this is the first yeah. like narrative kind of podcast I've been I've hosted and voiced. So yeah. But go on, go on, man. So we're sending a reporter out next week to various parts of Greece to to chase down some of these myths uh, of where this guy is hanging out, this fugitive. And one of the places that we're sending him is Mount Athos. Have you have you heard of Mount Athos? Like, no. Athos. Yeah, it's it's this peninsula in Greece, and it is super strange. And I only just read about, it, so like I'm reading about it in sort of like real time. But but it is this place that's supposed to be like super sacred to Christianity, and and so like the Russian Orthodox Church is there, the Greek Orthodox Church is there. But the craziest part about it is no women can go on go into Mount Athos. But like wow. so, even the animals there are all male. Wait, they what? don't have any female animals there. Reverse Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> Reverse Jurassic Park? <laughs> Fucking incel Jurassic Park? <laughs> Yo. And and it's like, uh, because the, the it's sort of this like tax haven slash like paradise slash whatever. It's a tax haven <laughs> I remember reading about this in uh, the, like I think Michael Lewis wrote like an article about the financial collapse and Greece's role in it, and there was a bunch of it set in Ma- Mount Athos for that's, some reason. That's definitely right, and and so like Putin apparently has hidden a lot of funneled a lot of money through the Russian Orthodox Church that's there, and it's these two wow. like rival Orthodox Church on this one island where it's only men, and it's just like the this fascinating, strange place. And and apparently in like the 1950s there was a Greek reporter, a woman who was sort of like reached the island for three days before she was caught like but but uh wow. but there are like people who are constantly trying to get on the island or, or get get it onto this peninsula and 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 can't make it on wow <laughs> Shit. okay mount Athos. what does that do to the ecosystem <laughs> like well like I, they can't control <laughs> everything right Certainly. and how do they police the birds flying in and out <laughs> I, I just think... have like world's best chicken sexers out there just like <laughs> checking on every bird. Well, they don't. They apparently only have eggs on Easter. Like, like they don't. Right. Because yeah, it's exactly. so hard to get. Wow. Have to ship those in. 
I I don't know the specifics of it, but I but I I know that like there's there's like a pastoral land and there are only bulls there. There's like uh the only birds that chirp are supposedly male male what's, birds. What's so. the logic of it? Is it like some Adam and Eve stuff? Like where they're it's, like you know you know what happens when the females are around. It like, is it, it is partially yeah like like just no temptation misogyny. and but 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 also uh, but also they With think the it's the only do? land that. <laughs> Sir, can't have those women animals sir, around sir, there. sir. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck is going on here? What? Yeah. If supposedly is the only like the only woman who's been on the land is the Virgin Mary, like is part oh, of it. Oh wow! And so yeah, there's okay. like a there's a whole story so behind just, it. I guess the way to keep it sacred is just a bunch of lonely men cranking off like <laughs> yeah. at, like men's weekends. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! It feels it feels right. Yeah. There's an article we're probably not going to have time to get to, but it's all about like the crisis of men in the modern world. And it's a, it's not written from like the men's rights movement, but it's like just men are doing worse in school, like by like drastically, like boys are doing worse in school. And it's just like this sort of global thing across societies that men are struggling. And this feels like I, I don't have the explanation but the need to create this <laughs> this sort of thing where it's like yeah. ju- just us, me and my boys can be ourselves like without women around <laughs> probably, yeah. has, probably has something to do with uh, the crisis. <laughs> yeah, you're dealing with like 2,000-year-old cultural norms and you're wondering why people are struggling in the year 2023. So fragile. <laughs> so but it, fragile. But what you can do is so like we could burp without having to say excuse me or like, right. like it's just like so late. <laughs> yeah. So tight, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Athos is for the fellas. What can I say? <laughs> Athos for the boys. <laughs> My ultimate man cave, Mount Athos. That was great. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk more. Get to know you better. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And man, guess what is something you think is overrated? I think Bono is overrated. Whoa. And and I don't mean I mean like I like Bono himself as as a musician, I guess. And and like Bob, but what? <laughs> dude, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. Bro, dude, what? You were just talking about how chill Mount Athos is, dude. And now you're gonna hit me with Bono's overrated, bro. I'll tell you why <laughs> I think uh, why I think Bono's overrated. Because every time someone pitches you a podcast and they're like searching for relevance, they pitch that they're gonna get Bono on the podcast. And yeah. the idea that like, you know, that this is going to change whether or not a podcast works is like oh, ludicrous to me, but it's always like, no, no, no. They said they were going to get Bono on. We should like sign him to a three show deal. You know, like, yeah. like, I feel like Bono was the bane of my existence, like at iHeart and, and, uh, and even now <laughs> I feel like, like people throw it out. Like it, like you're still seeing never- Bono's face on a deck for a show. I've never heard Bono on a podcast. I mean, like, I'm sure he's been on a podcast, but like, he's not going to come on your real estate podcast to talk about like, you know, right. <laughs> fancy New York apartments. Like that's right. not yeah. going to happen. And what's going on. And yeah, with like yeah. how he's diversifying his portfolio as he gets older kind of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. that's not happening. But it is funny yet yeah, to your point, just some inside industry baseball. Like when we we've looked at pitches for shows at iHeart, like there is there is something he is like an ever present, like potential host that a lot of people are like, yeah. And this thing about Tupac's unsolved murder hosted by Bono. <laughs> you're like, no, he, no, you're not. What are you fucking talking about? Just because he did like a show with one of the producers 15 years ago. Like, no, like, and no one wants to see that shit or hear it. <laughs> but, uh, but that's like Bono's that's everywhere. exactly how tangential like Bono is to so many of these things, yeah. and, and and he still shows up everywhere. It's so. like climate change, like HIV AIDS. I think there was another pitch where it was about something like with the eighties or something, and then also having Bono voice that. We're like, yeah, he, he anything kinda... that touches Africa, like it, it's it's yeah. like, oh, we we got the person for this, you know? Yeah, so like, remember right. Project Red, Catorce. <laughs> right. what is something that's just so wild that that like i feel like i I can't get past that i'm sorry i can't move past bono Bono still being like the cool the coolest possible a lot of people haven't yeah yeah i think it reveals the like cool factor or the age of the person putting the deck together you know what i mean yeah dude this thing about crypto dude you know he's sick to host this fucking bono (laughs) 
Right. What? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like it, it's Hamilton, but older. Like oh, Hamilton, but more irrelevant. Like I feel like it was <laughs> irrelevant Hamilton, when Hamilton. Be- irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you know how Hamilton just like aged like bananas, and now it's just like yeah. I thought it was fucking so cool when it first came out. Now I'm like I can't listen to a single song without like cringing at this shit. Yeah. And like. I actually never really fucked with you two, but like, I yeah, I never fucked to, with you two think, either. I never fucked with you either. Yeah, I never fucked with you two, man. Oh, and Miles. wait, you meant the band? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's to that point though. I feel like we also see Lin Manuel Miranda as a host, pitched as a host too. Yeah, you yeah, know, like in certain home. things, are like, yeah, yeah. and Lin Manuel, Mar- someone like Lin Manuel Miranda. So I guess we always have. I guess is he our new Bono? Is this all to say? Is Lin Manuel Ma- Miranda taking the mantle for Bono? I don't know. He might I know actually just got a text from one of. I, I guess the the agencies have ears in our recording studio because they just told me I can kiss any future of having a Hamilton cast member on TDZ goodbye. So, well, we already booked a V Diggs anyway. Up. So yeah. good luck. Uh, what is something, Mangesh, that you think is underrated? So I, I feel weird saying this after the arts with hearts uh, day that, that you <laughs> pushed in the beginning. So I think clubs and making your own clubs are, are underrated because yeah, Ruby, my kid, and I like I was traveling a lot, like not finding more like time for stuff, and and then we decided to have like a Tuesday night art club where we like make mocktails and then do art. And uh, and and Ruby makes like a mix of music for it, and now like people want to come to Tuesday Night Art Club, and it's oh, like shit. it's like something so small and simple, and there's like nothing that goes on, but it's just like I don't know, it's it's awesome. So I feel like uh, when you put a label on something, it it just makes it like more fun, and so yeah, yeah I'm for wait. So what, what's like? Give me give me an idea, like that. You know, this is the hottest club in town. People are banging on the door saying, hey, I, I brought females with me. The ratios are right. Let me in, man. Gosh, I want to be part of the I club. Females. <laughs> but like, what do you guys do? Us. Like, what's the kind of like, what kind of like, what was the last art project you made? Like, so what, we took what, uh, we, we took a bunch of like cardboard and make these giant faces out of them, like and glue them together and stuff. But like. We're gonna do yeah. like a sneaker project where we just like call like paint sneakers together. We're gonna like okay stuff like that. Yeah, like like white slip on canvas shoes or whatever. Yeah, that like vans and just get a bunch yeah, of yeah. like Posca markers and and like yeah. See now yeah. I'm already like yeah how do I hey uh how do I get in? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can bring my own. How do shoes I get in? But is it is it like through a laundromat? Like do you have to walk through a laundromat <laughs> to like yeah. find the the hottest new club? Fourth dryer on the left. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's like, <laughs> but honestly, like like now, so many more of my friends are getting like sober and they don't have things to do, like in the you know yeah. in the evenings and like, and I have a kid and I'm not gonna like like I still have to own being a dad and so like yeah. it's it's like an awesome way to to sort of force my friends to hang out with me and like and hang out with my kid. So yeah. that's amazing. I love it. I like I'm it. gonna steal that idea. It's wonderful. It. Yeah, and I'm not gonna cite you. boys guess what daddy just thought of on his own right now (laughs) that's right but i mean i but but like you know anything like my my i have some friends who do this like weekend in america and they just pick like you know a a different strange place they haven't been and once a like 
you know, well, once every three months, four months, they they take a field trip to this place and they have T-shirts. And like suddenly a T-shirt makes something feel like more real or something. Yeah, and that's yeah, a club for sure. That's yeah. club official oh, yeah. right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. The uh, the weekend in America. Have they like discovered any un- under known about gems? Uh, I forget. They told me about somewhere we'll they went. Them on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll have to get them on. <laughs> <laughs> Not done. You were, you were about to answer the question. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they, they were talking about some like, like in Montana, there's some old like, like the oldest Chinese restaurant in America, I think. Wyoming oh, or really? Montana and and like so so they went out there and like you know did cowboy stuff but then also like ate old Chinese food so mm. not Sounds... old Chinese food Chinese right. food from the old yeah, restaurant yeah. <laughs> yeah wow the Peking Noodle Parlor built in 1909 the oldest continuously operating Chinese restaurant in the United States in Butte Montana wow okay. we just blew up Butte Montana yeah, Be- sorry. Uh, sorry about that. You're sorry, off the strength of that. Overrun <laughs> with hipsters. <laughs> hey, Dave, set your Airbnb rates high now. You know, that's so right. That it just, it just get make that money while you can because they're coming. get ahead of the surge. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Memphis police. So on Monday yesterday, they confirmed that a sixth officer had been placed on administrative leave in connection with the death of Tyree Nichols, Preston Hemphill, the one white cop who was involved, and who is not facing murder charges. Mm. He hasn't been fired. He is the previously unidentified white officer who pushed Nichols to the ground and then hit him with a taser and, I believe, could be heard yelling on one of the videos. I hope they stomp his ass at one point. And he's just, so he's just on timeout. Yeah, he's just on timeout. So there, you know, any any speculation that, oh, it's... I think you spe- you said Miles like it's weird how they were so quick to with yeah, the black punishment involved. to yeah listen to all uh, what we've been saying all along how they should deal with this shit by like when when every officer involved is black and right but yeah. then but not like this one's like but unless there's a white guy in which case his a white supremacy will also protect that person in the commission right. of a murder yeah yeah but uh it's it this i wish we just like could reach the point in like mainstream discourse where we can just stop like we just call policing a failed experiment and that's yeah. just being that's being very charitable even calling it an, an, an experiment given the right. origins of policing but like yeah you know like there's countless deaths there's countless videos of people abusing their power and being and brutalizing innocent people and our reflex is to immediately try to problem solve like as if this whole system of policing is like a manu- like a malfunctioning sono speaker that just right. needs to be unplugged real quick and then plugged back in. And then it'll start working like it needs to. Oh, wait, maybe we need to update the software. That's the problem. When really, nah, the shit is broken. And it's not worth continuing to try and think that we can solve our problems through this very narrow lens. And so, like, we can't expect any other outcome aside from the one we're seeing because the whole concept is just predicated on the idea that our society's issues stem from dangerous hoodlums or someone having a mental health crisis rather than the fact that we are being preyed upon by the wealthy and the powerful. And the proof of that predation is in how our social fabric is deteriorating before our eyes and the desperation that we see in our communities. That's that's what we need. That's the fucking boogeyman we got to fucking go after. Not, what's this motherfucker doing in this part of town? Beat him up. Shoot him. 
Why is this yeah. person yelling and got a stick? Shoot him. Like we're not fucking, we're not, we're not dealing with the actual issues. And again, we're just, we'd rather do this thing where we're holding on to this broken fucking system and not just, not just looking back and like, yo, there's not a single thing you can show me that, t- that indicates to me that this works. Right. That's all. The only thing it, only thing it does is continue to be a, a venue for increased spending. That's the yeah. only thing I've seen go up in a positive way, quote unquote. And that's for people that are invested in the carceral state. Yeah, a lot of money gets spent. And also, you know, there's an argument that like this is working the way it was intended to work. Yeah. You know, like that this is from, from the early days of American police being founded as a like slave patrol up to today. Like that it feels like there's a pretty straight line that would suggest that this is what they had in mind. And yeah, yeah people are getting rich off of it and it feels like they just try and weather this shit, you know, just get, get, get it passed so it can keep doing what we right. want it to do. And to see like, I mean, in New York, the library budget got cut so that police budgets right. yeah. could go up. You know, it's like, these are places that are like lending ties to people so that they can go on, jo- you know, uh, for job interviews and like doing all this training and all this incredible community work and like, you know, for for more policing. Like it just it just feels ludicrous. Yeah. Eighty three percent of U.S. counties increased funding for police departments in 2022. Like at, at this time when we're supposedly like at, supposed to be out on police, they the whole like 83 percent. Yeah. And like you, you hear people like Bill Maher over the weekend. It's like, well, I mean, look, the cops were black that murdered him, so it might be that this this issue is bigger. It's not just about race, or like, I don't think race has anything to do. Or like dismissing that, it's 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 really just about white supremacy. The pol- the police are they uphold the system yeah. of white supremacy. So it doesn't matter what you look like when you enter that system. You are you are there to uphold it. So it's not a mystery that it's like, well, how how could they do that? Because you hear people also say, we just need more cops that live in the communities they patrol. Or what if we just have more black cops? But the research doesn't show that that has, does fucking anything. It has very minimal impact, if any. Because again, like we're saying, at the end of the day, you're sending these people into cities as police. And the game is predetermined, which means that these people think that they are peacekeepers dealing with some insurgent population that they have to defend themselves from. Who Not, also have, like, quotas to meet and, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, all of it's backwards. So what do they do? What serve, what what safety are they providing? Robin Panaki on Wonkette put together, like, an exhaustive list of statistics that just point to that underline, like, what the fuck, like, 2% of violent crimes are actually solved by the police. Yeah. 4% of police time, 4% is the time that police spend devoted to dealing with violent crimes in any capacity. Which is the only argument that you hear every time you bring up defunding the police, investing in alternatives to policing. They, people are always like, what are you going to do when someone shows up at your house with a sub-automatic Uzi? Okay, how about this? Okay, so let's say that happens and you got 72 feral hogs running wild on your property. You got to call 911. Well, right. 5% of the time is uh, the police actually are able to respond to a 911 call in time to prevent violence from happening right. or even catching the person. So like we're every like the success rates are fucking so low that you're like, well, if the whole point is like y'all stop this, y'all stop that, the numbers don't back it up. 
So we need to be we I like uh, but again I'm we're talking about upending the status quo and like <laughs> abolishing policing but uh, as it just logically it it's not doing what even it's supposed to be doing. So from that standpoint it's a fucking L and all it does is create a, just a tremendous loss of life. And I I don't know like we we have such a problem even defining what we need. Like it's that like is it policing? You know, we yeah. need more policing or do we need to ensure that our communities are safe right. and we need to figure out how to ensure that safety. Cause it's not just, we'll send the fucking patrols out to sweep bullshit up and brutalize people because like we need safety, right? We need safety from lack of services or lack of a social safety net or safety yeah. from like an economic system that sorts people into disposable and non-disposable in the blink of an eye. Like those are the larger issues, but we get really, they've done a fantastic job rhetorically of like acting like this is a thing, like these are all like anomalous one-off problems. Right. Rather than a completely failed thing. So most of us like feel like we're walking around and like looking at a funhouse mirror where it's like, that doesn't look good actually what I'm seeing. Right. But I guess I'll keep going because the, the way we're talking about it is just to be like, I don't know, maybe we can fix that thing a little bit. One of the things we talk about, like this idea that local, the local news is like reliant on this if it bleeds it leads and the police as a source but there's just been so many like cartoonishly just blatant failures by the police just constant like i'm just that that's if if the media wanted to portray this situation as it was they would have no shortage of evidence of police failing on the job or committing violent crimes on the job, but instead they really shy away from it. Like I was just every time something like this happens, I'm just like, I just add it to this mental list of like, like the child who was being held hostage by her dad and the police got right. in a massive shootout and just shot her. Right. Like, to death they thought she when was she was her. when she got away from her dad and was like running towards them they were like we didn't know if she was armed and so they shot her to death the cop who drove cross country kidnapped a child and murdered her whole family like the the golden state killer we found out was like i mean this was a couple years back but he was a cop who was using his ability like it, to you know his, his access as a cop to commit like one of the most heinous like strings of murders back in the 70s and they knew he was a cop because like based on all the shit that he knew like the, so it's just there's such a Im immense body of evidence that it would be like so easy for the local news to stay like stick with that if it bleeds it leads like thing if that's what they want to show but they they don't like yeah, they're it's... they're part of a broad system that wants to shy away from that reality yeah it's again to to keep you know the, these hegemonic systems in place right and there's no there's no appetite to do that and yeah to your point it's like you could every day there's something like yeah well guess how they fucked up again today right yeah you know you could do that you could do that constantly but instead they're like wow and this guy hit the tiktok dance like challenge like flawlessly with a bunch <laughs> of school kids isn't that amazing okay well <laughs> Later on, coming up in the hour, we're going to talk about some dogs you can adopt who were shot by drug dealers, according to the police. They need a home. Like, right. just yeah. every single thing is just fed through this lens, like rhetorically, that it's 
it's it's just always framed as, well, how do we fix this thing that's completely broken and useless? Right. Rather than being like, this thing's broken and completely useless. What the fuck are we going to do about this? And extremely dangerous. It's yeah. broken. It's like those. Were you guys young enough that when or old enough, I guess, that, that like that uh, there was a big health panic around old refrigerators just like left in people's yards? No. <laughs> Do you remember no, that? I don't remember. I mean, I'm older, but but I, I don't. I there, don't remember that. <laughs> there was like a, a handful a of very special thing? episodes about like old refrigerators because old refrigerators, I guess, used to lock from the outside when you would close them. Oh, so people would get like kids <laughs> would get would, stuck inside. Would, people would play hide and seek. There was a very special, I think, Punky Brewster where uh, she got trapped inside and they found her almost too late, but revived her with CPR. But anyways, it's broken and it's killing people constantly all over right. the place. Right. Like those old refrigerators. refrigerators. That is a reference that everybody understands. <laughs> but and I'm, at the same time, sure, Punky Brewster did a propaganda episode. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh shit. But yeah, I mean again, I it's it, it it's it's weird how like every day there's like you see the news when this happens you're like, "Oh, you know, like it it just it's just raising more questions about our 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 policing system." But there's just really again, there's no real good faith effort to do anything about it cuz like you said, 83% of US counties increased their funding in 2022 off the heels of all this like yeah we got to really think about this it's all lip service because at the end of the day like for for us to live in a the type of world where we're looking out for who is actually causing harm is yeah. just it, it's it's actually a threat to the economic system so yeah like one that's overstuck very specific change that we could see them make include crimes committed by police in the crime rate so when you fund the police, like, yeah, you How know, much start by the them? scorpion unit. Yeah. Let, let's see what happens to fucking violence in the community when you include all the violence that's being perpetrated by them. Yeah. What if you drop a scorpion into this precarious situation? Right. Sounds cool. like a good idea. But yeah. Nailed it, guys. Yeah. And just like even the way things are worded, you know, like scorpion. Like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so you're like, yeah, they knew. But again, it's like not they to fucking that's help people. It's a such, death. It's a paramilitary yeah. death squad. Yeah, it's a, exactly. They knew exactly what they were doing. This is a group called Scorpion doing what you would expect a group called Scorpion to do. Yeah, like not the not the kid gloves soft touch brigade. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk cancel culture and pandemic themed comedies. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. 
and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Louis C.K. was trending on Twitter, uh, which is never never a good thing. Rarely. Uh, It hasn't been a good thing in a while. But this time it was because, I guess, good for him, uh, his recent Madison Square Garden concert sold out. Guy's killing it. Wow. He can't even kill his own career. Yeah. Look at him. So TikToker Talia Lickstein went viral by she just like got up and was like can we stop canceling guys who are brilliant artists over hearsay like yeah women have stories of him them being creepy but then you know and yes their stories may match up but because of that we're gonna just make it so they can never work again and as she says that like behind her the reveals the the digital billboard changes to read tonight louis ck sold out so extremely well done yeah (laughs) but yeah i don't know it's cancel culture is like you have to have a pretend boogie person that that is like made for for powerless people to feel like it's like effective you know what i mean like like powerful white guys i'm like oh the cancel culture it's like come on they're even like come on y'all they can't cancel me but i'll be like oh the cancel culture but at the end of the day societally we're not we're not actually ready to hold people to account or have experienced a kind of sea change that would actually be like yeah you know what you're doing is foul it should actually exclude you from like from participating in x y and z or whatever but right it finds a way now where very quickly you know i think it's i don't know it just it has it has this way where like in the beginning you'll feel like oh thank god look some people are like not booking louis ck that's good I, I like what that's indicating. And it gives people a moment to feel like something like maybe something is happening, but then it just comes right back. That's why I think cancel culture is much more effective as like this specter to raise for like, you know, the the powerful to like deploy against themselves because it's not going to do anything. I mean, right. I, I, I was in a 
fairly after, fairly soon after the like Louis C.K. stuff like came out. Like I, I was in a room with a with like a newscaster because we're on this like attracting various like podcasters to the space or whatever. And 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 she was like, I don't even understand what he did. Like that that was so bad. And it's like how I mean like one just just being in that room with, with the women and like like uh, you know d- uh, not letting them leave and 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 exposing himself and doing all these things was was awful in itself but like the fact that like he he had his manager like basically anyone who was about to speak out or like wouldn't consent like like basically like shut down their career and not get yeah. them like yeah. into any clubs and stuff like like he he canceled like several women's careers like you know yeah, like, right. like like tons of and and like and I think like in that mix of of problematic people and men in particular and whatever like like somehow because they had different gradations of what they did and their awfulness like people just kind of all forgot like uh, a lot of the worst ones and only kept like the I mean even like you know a president who's who's assaulting women and whatever right that like mm-hmm. uh, the accountability for him wasn't wasn't particularly great and it's not like he got canceled in a big way and so like i mean right. I, I i just think that like i i in some ways like it's it's to me it's it's this is maybe a not fair thing to say but like i, I feel like you end up being so numb from like all the accusations and stuff that people like stop investing in like how much how much it's worth you know like to not uh, well i think the numbness comes from the lack of accountability that follows yeah Yeah. because if 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 you knew there was there was a cause and effect sort of sequence then you'd be like yeah fine i'm always outraged to hear that someone's like you know experiencing a lack of agency or having some kind of transgression they're experiencing at the hands of a sexual predator that should that will always be upsetting but to your point it's sort of the same way we feel about mass shootings or police violence when it happens over and over and over and over again. And you're just like, am I the only, I can't be the only person who this really bothers. Right. You're being gaslit by your society into just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we saw that. We know it. We know that. That's bad. That's bad. That's going to end the world. And we get it. No, 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 we get it. It's bad. We're, we changed our ads so that we're now, our logo is green. Yeah. So like, Louis not on FX anymore. Right. Louis Louis lost his show on FX and I think one one of his movies got buried by being like incredibly creepy. Like the movie that got buried was incredibly creepy. Yeah. But also like so people are coming through and being like, "Well, yeah, he's got fans. What do you want them to do?" But like a tour like that counts on like many institutions to come together and also, Absolutely. he has like subsequently made a movie that was released, just won a fucking Grammy last year. So he's like not, he's not canceled. It's it's another thing like BP claiming that they're now an energy company and they're <laughs> actually part of the solution at this point. You know, right. it's a, it's just a cosmetic change that's being made, and it it is. I th- I think you guys are right. Like that is what is so maddening about it is because we're all like kind of just sitting here watching it happen while people are like, no, no, no. Like we, we do get it. We're doing something in response to this while not doing anything in response to it and just watching the problem happen over and over again and get worse. 
the other thing that's maddening is like so many of these people like should have been canceled long before, right? <laughs> like, yes. I, right. like the the whispers in the rooms about like Louis C.K. or like you know the the when Gawker used to have yeah. blind items, like you could identify like so many of these people and like you know Cosby or whoever. Like, like there's so many people who like the industry knows about and just protects because there's money. Yeah, yeah. So many people whose careers were canceled by Harvey Weinstein or Louis C.K. Like the the number of people whose careers were canceled by them outnumbers like their careers being canceled. You know, like 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 you said. So, hey, but, you know, got to like you said, it's an it's an agreement of many different factor of many different bodies and organizations to make it happen. And again, just more it's it always indicates it's like, well, the public outcries over it aren't enough, you know, because at the end of the day profitable because they're seeing yeah. something gets sold and that's out. the only thing that matters yeah so fuck it yeah like why switch wait what about renewables no that's not profitable you fuck with yeah keep pumping the dinosaur farts <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right and then finally i want to talk about just pan- pandemic themed culture pandemic content pandemic like culture so there was a movie that came out, I think, a couple weeks ago called Sick, written by Kevin Williamson, the person who wrote Scream, set at a secluded cabin during the early days of the pandemic. I don't know, like, I, I didn't really hear that many people talking about it. There's one coming up with Adam Pally, which sounds like great. Like, I, I love an Adam Pally comedy where he's playing an obnoxious asshole. This one <laughs> is called Who Invited Charlie? And it basically <laughs> seems like it's What About Bob set during the quarantine. <laughs> Even the na- the title is like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Mirroring what about Bob pretty closely. Right. <laughs> Who invited Charlie? Right. It's just, yeah. There's also Life Upside Down, a romantic comedy that was mostly filmed during lockdown with iPhones and iPads. That was, like, I, I didn't know about that one at all. Is this the one that... With Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. and there, I had there not, was, yeah. Yeah, there was also... A, a Judd App. Oh no, no, no! So then there was a Judd Apatow comedy called "The Bubble" oh, that I yeah, was right. completely unaware of. I had no like, idea this was a thing. Yeah, is it a, just is it like when a like a someone puts out an album so bad they're like, Yo, just shut the fuck up about that one. We don't need to talk about. I guess that. it came out on Netflix. It was a showbiz satire about how the <laughs> pandemic affected a blockbuster movie with just like tons of COVID gags that were already like kind of stale. It also had a thing where I guess they were they were joking about how like it seems like the people in charge of safety mandates are making it up on the fly. Which, oh, my God. Yeah, I was just totally unaware there was a Judd Apatow movie about how the CDC is like making up all the covid safety measures. That's further <laughs> yeah, Apatow's <laughs> drift to the right. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it, like all these movies seem like they, you know, we talked during the pandemic, like I said, that like it didn't seem like there was a ton of stuff that came out of the 1918 pandemic. And, you know, other than a novel that from Camus, that was ghostwritten by me, obviously, that came out like 30 years <laughs> later and, you know, is is really great and was like kind of the best thing that. I read at that time to like help me get my mind around what was happening. But I, it does feel like the the stuff is being made. It's just like, it's not resonating, which I I just wonder if it's like some mixture of it not being a fun thing to watch. No, (laughs) it's opposed to war. 
It's stupid people in development who are opportunistic and not realizing what the real development cycle looks like from when you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green light that thing from Judd Apatow cut to two years later. And it was like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like it, I get like a rapid response. Maybe like you're saying at the time I was kind of like curious about like what stuff would be out there that's reflective of like the situation I'm in. But the more we think about it, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm only filled with discomfort. Uh, looking back on the like like the early days and just where we're at, where we're at today, I think I mean the other trend I've noticed, and I, I mean I I guess I wasn't even aware of like how much stuff was coming out about pandemic themed like stories, but I've noticed like a lot of body horror in in like films that like the menu mm-hmm. uh has, has some of it, and then like that uh Banshees of Innersion or whatever that uh, that, yeah. that movie was, and 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 it's like. There's a lot of like self mutilation or like mutilation that that that's been happening in films too, and and like I don't know, yeah. it, it's 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 odd to me because like I feel like all after going through that period and then and then seeing headlines like you know we were talking about earlier, like all I want to like be in is in like spaces of like comedy or like you know things that are joyous or like wondrous or whatever, and and like and and yet like I feel like I keep. I keep tuning into comedies and then seeing this, which is which is uh, a strange reaction, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if, like the, you know, like when talking about World War One or something, that that's easy to sort of wrap your head around, like you're saying, Jack, because it's like war. But like, I wonder if, like, if there is something that's even about this period that's written after the fact, if if what the if the themes are even going to re- necessarily be about COVID nineteen itself or like that it's revealed just a deeper societal sickness in sure. us. Sure. Like and I mean that, that like but I don't know if but I don't know if we're like there with the commentary yet. Like many people are pointing out how fucked up the situation is for many people. But I don't know if that's like the main thing we're taking away from this still. It's like, yeah, well, I didn't get it and I got a like we're not really we haven't zoomed out on like what this what what era we're yeah. truly in right now. We 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 went through something and like haven't really processed it don't want to face the fact that we haven't really processed it it's it's interesting the the idea of like body horror and like mutilation because you know the iraq war was also a massive cataclysmic event that we lived through that never really had its apocalypse it never had its like on-screen movie that really like broke through and everybody watched you know there there were some but they weren't like blockbusters mm-hmm. they were not like things that were like culture defining yeah or like hero porn but we did have the like torture porn break like movies happen like at that saw. time yeah. like saw and stuff like so that that's like how we dealt with it was by watching yeah. people get mutilated and slow motion oh so in that sense like right the body horror as like metaphor for our own self-inflicted yeah just yeah, I wonder if that's all like kind of just different ways that our trauma is coming through to the surface and like bubbling up. See, I knew I wanted. We had this story on the dock for a little while, and I was like, no, nope, no, nope. right. nothing to say about this. I want to, I want to see what Mangash has to say about this. And <laughs> brings brings through the the heat. Hey, what about that pregnancy salad though? <laughs> <laughs> I think that has something to do with it, too. I don't know. That's just my yeah, two cents. What did you think about sure. that, Jack? I said that just now. <laughs> good, right? I love it. All right. Still got it. <laughs> this guy still got it. <laughs>
All right. Well, let's see. Hit, hit us with your theories on what what's happening with with if there is maybe, maybe I'm maybe I missed some pandemic themed thing. Like I know I know hurt the hurt locker was an Iraq war one. So like has there been a hurt locker for the pandemic? Let right. us know. But is it like but but nothing is quite having the apocalypse now. Like there's not a film that you could say like oh this is the apocalypse now. Yeah. Like, this I guess Contagion was the one that but it happened 10 years before. before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was Crash. Paul Haggis's crash, just to come back to that. Well, I think I, I think that one really sums up everything about the human condition. And I've always yeah. said that. Like that's the <laughs> one that really <laughs> brings it all together for me. Absolutely. <laughs> Made me want to be a better man. Made me want to be ludicrous. <laughs> uh Mangash, such a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Well, first of all, I miss you guys. I, I really I like it's it's really such a pleasure to be hanging out with both of you. And so please come to New York and hang out with me. Um you can find me at Tuesday Night Art Club. That's a pretty yeah, regular yeah. thing. Hey, I'm also... gonna show up one of these Tuesday nights, man. Unannounced. TNAC. My show is Skyline Drive. And so like if if people uh check that out, I'd be thrilled. And yeah, I'm on I'm on uh Twitter and Instagram as M Hatikather, which is not easy to spell, but it's I think the only one. Yeah, there you go. And is there a tweet or some other work of media that you've been enjoying? Uh it's not a tweet or work of media exactly, but I saw photos of that palace cat in the um it's like this wild cat that's small and cute and super cuddly and and it's like called the original grumpy cat and they found it in mount everest which they didn't think it existed in before and so like uh i've been obsessed with that recently that's amazing and is it still up there or that it's been yeah like I, I guess captivity I, no they're, they're like uh there are i guess these cats all over like this region but like very very few and far between mm. but they had never found them on everest so yeah uh. Miles, where can people yes. find you and what's the work of media you've been enjoying? Yeah, day to day. Find me on at Miles of Gray where there's at symbols. Maybe I'll be daddy. Maybe I it'll be another day or two. But hey, I'll I'll, I'll let y'all know when that happens. Mm -hmm. uh, where else? I don't know. I'm, I'm my mind is fucking like. <laughs> Why? What's wrong? The, between the police <laughs> violence, mass shootings, rampant inequality, you know, fucking pregnancy salads. I got I got I got a lot on my plate. But anyway, find also Jack and I on our basketball podcast, Miles and Jack got mad boosties, where we talk oh, yeah. about the NBA, which is fun stuff. And then uh 420 Day Fiance, we're talking about 90 Day Fiance. Um, a tweet I like. Let's see. Oh, this one's just from you know, Blair, baby at Blair Saki. Just tweeted, I just like this just as where where she is in her life she said tonight is my first night of adult soccer it is going to be humbling for me to not be good at first as i am a lion and a titan in the sports arena but god <laughs> make no mistakes but god makes no mistakes so, uh, yeah she's like i don't know she, she's I was, I was dming her she's like yo i don't know how this is gonna go i haven't played since i was 10 and i was like it's okay just because you were d1 volleyball doesn't mean you i feel like she got a hat trick my my prediction for that is she oh yeah, yeah 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 perfect hat trick left foot yeah. finish right foot finish <laughs> headed goal yeah. there you go <laughs> some tweets i've been enjoying let's see here 
This is just a good one. Uh, somebody, R. Jones, Bofa Jones Jets tweeted, if no one has sent this yet, I'm fairly certain this also makes whatever number the date is the same weekday every month. So since we're talking about dates and horoscopes, it, it's just a screen cap with, you know, like some footage or a photo. It's a it's a meme. And it says me explaining that if we had 13 months instead of 12, every month would be exactly 28 days. The first would always be a Monday and the 28th would always be a Sunday. Every month would have exactly four weeks instead of 4.257. And we would properly align ourselves with the cycle of the moon. That was a revelation for me. <laughs> I have to go back on what I said when I disagreed with Ben Bolin's take that calendars are, are bad. I'm going <laughs> to revise that to our calendar is bad. Yeah. And we I should make that's this what we change meant. immediately. Uh, Sanjeev tweeted, everyone should have a friend who has no idea what your job is and doesn't care. <laughs> I, I think that's good advice. <laughs> Holy I have shit. Lots of those friends. Yeah, and, they're called and family. That friend in return. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, is there a song that you'd like to leave the people with if this is your, oh, your last recording for I, a couple well i don't months. i don't know if it is it could be and, and this is the thing if i'm is. not on the recording it doesn't mean i've things have gone into labor i'm just we're managing a lot uh, as yeah, a household of course and it's weird that you're like well what is the last song this i didn't the the, the song's called forbidden fruit but, but it's not, it has nothing to do with me He's sending a message this is my last <laughs> one it just happened to be and this is from the artist monodrone and it's like uh, it feels like kind of like easy listening DJ Shadow, if that makes sense. You know, like yeah. very sample based uh, instrumental stuff. But like, it's, it's not like spooky. You don't feel like you're getting like followed like on a like a rainy night. <laughs> so check this out. This is Forbidden Fruit by Monodrome. There you go. All right. Well, we'll link off to that in the footnotes. The Daily Footnote. Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Yep. That is going to do it for us this morning, back this mm -hmm. afternoon, to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.